church family. So glad to see you guys today. Let's stand together and worship. Are you glad to be in the house today? Amen. Let's give God praise. Put your hands together with me.
won't forget the wonder of how you are. Deliverance, the exodus of my heart. You found me, you reeled back the waters from my feet. Oh, Yahweh. Lord, of you for me, Lord of every victory. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You have borne a part the sea, you have led me through the deep. Hallelujah, hallelujah. By day, the sign that you are with me, the fire by night, a guiding light to my feet. <laughs> you found me, you free, held back the waters for my release. Oh, Yahweh, you're the God fight for me, Lord of everything. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
for him. Amen. How we know that we don't have to go out on our own because he goes before us and he goes beside us and he goes behind us. Amen. Something we can't do on our own, but everything we can do with him. Second Kings six fifteen says, and when the servant of the man of God arose early and went out, there was an army surrounding the city with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, alas, my master, what shall we do? So he said, do not fear. Those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots and fire all around. How many know that God surrounds us? And when we can't see, he's working for us. And when we can't hear, he's moving on our behalf because he never stops working and he never leaves us alone. He always is with us. I feel like there's somebody today that just needs to know whatever battle you're in, whatever you've been facing, however pressed you are, if you look beyond, God is there. He is on the outside of the enemy, and he has surrounded our enemy. Amen? And he is working on our behalf, and he is working for us, and he will never stop working. Someone needs to know that wherever you feel pressed, that God is about to come in. Someone needs to know that however long you've fought the battle, and you've pressed forward, and it seems like you're alone, you're not alone, and God is there with you. Amen? He's about to break through something for you. Those who are weary, God says, don't be weary any longer for I'm about to come up behind you and I'm going to pick you up and I'm going to push forth and the enemy is going to be pushed out of your way. Someone today needs to know that God is on your side. God is working for you. Your 
your blood measure of my word your blood more than I deserve your blood speaks a better word speaks a better word it's singing out with life it's shouting down the
says it's rewriting my history and only through the blood of Jesus Christ if we turn our lives around and give it to him I'm, I'm a walking testimony of, of my life how it's turned around he's rewriting my life because I'm giving it to him he covers me with destiny he's making all things right through the precious blood of Jesus Christ let's sing it again It's rewriting my history It covers me with destiny It's making all things right The precious blood of Christ It's rewriting my history It covers me with destiny history kind of power, transforming power, healing power, delivering power. Praise you, Jesus. 
praise you, Jesus.
God, we lift our hands today, Lord, thankful for the blood of Jesus Christ. Scripture says that without the shedding of blood, there would be no remission of sin. And Lord, you bore our sins on the cross. Lord, you bled out on the cross for a lost and dying world. So, Lord, we give you adoration and praise today. We thank you, Jesus. Come on, can you lift your hands all across this building? Come on, just begin to give him praise and worship. Begin to love on him. Begin to love on him. Come on, just begin to love on him. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you for the blood. Lord, I don't know how it works, but it works. Lord, it, you apply red blood to a black heart and make it white as snow, Lord. Lord, we stand on that. Lord, we declare that today. How many here today would say, Pastor, I, I have a need. I've got a situation. <clears throat> I know someone who has a situation. We have many people in our church who are uh, uh, need prayer going for, for tests this week. And we're just going to pray that God would just intervene and move in their situation. Amen. Come into agreement with me today. I, I just, I have this heart, <clears throat> and I'm going to get to my, my sermon. I'm, I'm, I don't know, I may jump on it just right now, but. I have this heart of expectancy just waiting on God to do something. There's, there's, there's something in the air, and what that is is expectation of God, the expectation of coming good, the expectation of miracles, the expectation of uh, people being freed from sin, the expectation of bondages being broken, the expectation of a soon and coming King Jesus Christ. Woo! I'm a little bit excited today. I'm sorry, but you know what? God is good. We're going we're gonna to pray, and we're going to pray in expectation that God is going to move on behalf of each and every need in this building. I don't know every need in this building, but I know the one who knows every need, and I know the one who knows you. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for this day. God, we thank you for your, just the, the presence that we feel in this house today. God, I pray, Lord, that you would touch needs, God, each and every situation. God, those who, who may be dealing with heavy hearts and depression and anxiety and fear, God, we just come against that in the name of Jesus Christ. God, I pray, Lord, that your spirit, Lord, would just encourage, Lord, that it would lift them up, Lord, that they would leave freed. God, I ask, Lord, right now, Lord, that you would just touch the minds and hearts of those who are weary, God, those who may be struggling in their spirit, God, I pray, Lord, that they would leave here restored and changed forever. God, I pray right now for the sick. Lord, I pray for those who are dealing with affirmity. Lord, those who are, who are struggling, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would give them peace. Lord, that you would be with them. Those who are facing tests this week, God, I ask, Lord, that you would touch their body right now, right where they're at. Lord, let the blood of Jesus begin to flow. God, I pray, Lord, that, that you would just touch them right now. God, we lift up each and every person in this house, Lord, and each and every need in this house. God, so many different needs, but, Lord, you know each and every one of them. Lord, you know everybody in here by name. God, you know the number of hairs on each and every person in this building, Lord. 
God, a lot of details you know. And so, Lord, I pray right now, Lord, that you would move and that you would touch each and every need in this house. God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Come on. Can you lift your hands? Come on. Can you lift your hands and give Jesus adoration and praise? Come on. Just begin to thank him. Come on. Just begin to thank him. Just begin to thank him. Lord, thank you for answering prayer. Thank you, Lord, for being a God of miracles. Thank you, God, for moving on behalf of your people. Thank you, God, for the blood of Jesus. Amen. Oh, Lord, we worship you. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I tell you what, look at your neighbor, give them a fist bump and say, it is good to see you in the house of the Lord. I didn't say hit them, I said give them a fist bump this morning. And you could be seated. Y'all are looking good today. Everybody looks good. Everyone down here looks good. Everyone upstairs looks good. It's all right, Matt. It's all right, Matt. Uh, we are so glad that you're here today, and if you're watching online, and I want you to, to pray, pray with us because we've been having some issues with our live stream. How many knows the devil's a liar? I, technology sometimes is the devil. And we've been having some trouble with our live stream, but uh, we, so I just ask you to pray. Uh, we're going to have to put a little bit of work probably into that and a little bit of finances into that. Pray about that and pray that God would help lead us and guide us and just give us the answers that we need. Amen. And so if you're here and you're a guest with us, we would say welcome. If you're here and you're online and our live stream is working, welcome. And uh, if you're watching uh, on, online, that, that is great. Can we give all of our guests here and those online and our online church a, a, a welcome today? <clears throat> It has been an outstanding week. How many's had an outstanding week? I had an outstanding week. I want to tell you, Wednesday night, we were, we were watching the weather. We were unsure. And it seems like every time they talk about sleet and ice and snow, it always happens about 6.30 to 7 o'clock, about the time that church would start. And so well, we, we tried to just err on the side of caution. We didn't want anybody out on the road uh, and didn't know how, what, what was going to transpire. I know it wasn't as bad as we thought it was going to be, but you know what? We're all here. We're all safe, and that's all right, all right? And so forgive us if you were really determined to get here on Wednesday and, and, uh, and us canceling service and you, you didn't get to go to church. Well, we, that's why we have live stream. You can go back and watch a couple Sundays ago if you want. So I want to do this. It's been a, a great week. I want to ask David Bush to come up here. We had something yesterday, the, and this is our, our Royal Ranger leader, uh, David Bush. Can you give him a hand? <clears throat> And so we competed. Uh, I'll let him explain it because I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher it. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let him do this. Yesterday we had a great time at our Ranger Derby race up in Indianapolis. We took 24 cars up to race and just had a wonderful time. Uh, it's something that I personally enjoy. It's one of my favorite times and one of my favorite events at Rangers. And if you hang out with me anytime at all, you probably pick that up. Um, so I just wanted to give you a report of how well we did. And um, Pastor was talking about great expectations. 
So when I start thinking about my car and what I'm going to do, I have expectations to win. So um, I'm, a, I'm a little disappointed because I personally did not win, but a lot of the kids here won yesterday. So, um, yeah. I don't know how many races I've been to, probably 30 races. I've never seen a group of people take away that many awards. I felt sorry for the other churches. So I'm just going to take about 10 minutes to read you what we earned yesterday. Um, Do hold your applause because this is a lot. Um, This is a lot. So we race the kids in four age groups. And um, we also do best of show competitions in four age groups. So pre-K through second grade. Um, Kevin Hudson, first place. Marshall Hudson, second place. Lucy Poole, third place. Um, Third through fifth graders. Brooklyn Banks, first place. Maggie Poole, third place. Uh, Sixth through eighth grade. Jackson Poole, first place. Sierra England, second place. Calvin Houston, third place. Um, Ninth through twelfth grade. Zaley Skiles, first place. Wyatt Skiles, third place. And then adults. Um... Pastor TJ got first place. And Micah Bush got third place. And then, um, so they'll take the, the four fast cars from the kids group, and they do a grand champion race. So they race those cars again. And um, Zaley Skiles got fastest, like grand champion, fastest car there. And then they also judged for best of show. So we had a water war theme. So we saw lots of boats and submarines and sharks and cool stuff. Um, so each age group gets best of show. Um, in the youngest group, Ethan Eaker got best of show. Um, in third through fifth graders, Logan Eaker got best of show. And then in high school, Zaley got best of show. And then out of those four kids that got best of show, they do the grand champion best of show. And... Ethan got that. Uh, I'll just say one more thing with expectations. So um, we, we raced 24 cars. We built 29 cars. And that sounds like a lot, but um, we've done a lot more than that. So next year, I expect more people to build cars. Thank you, David. Say, why do you take time out of your service to share that? Because our kids worked hard. Not because I won. But it, it was just an added bonus. And so uh, I honestly, I, if you, I got to watch it. They, they stream it, and so you watch it. And the reason I watch is not necessarily for the races. They, they tell jokes, and they have got some of the corniest jokes. So they are great for pastors, and so I'm taking notes while they were telling jokes up there in between races, and it's just a great time. And, and uh, so can, can we do one more time, give everybody a hand for their participation in that. Thank you, David, for doing that. <clears throat> um, and w- they, build, they built those after church in the month of January for about three or four weeks, and into February they, they took time to build those. And so, I mean, so they've put a lot of time and love. And so thank you to David Bush for being here and, and taking care of our kids and making sure they're safe around all those saws and sanders and whatnot. And so 
uh, I was just uh, thrilled about that. And so uh, it, it's so good to, to see everybody in the house. Look at your neighbor for me. Look at him real good. Smile at him real big. Say, did you comb your hair before you came to church today? All right. I, I tell you what, I'm just charged in my heart um, today, and uh, I'm going to uh, just kind of pour my heart out today. Is that all right? All right. I don't. If it's not all right, you're going to get it anyway. So just might as well buckle up. Uh, and uh, you know, being the pastor, uh, you know, there's responsibilities, and our church is in a very unique point where we're having some. Uh, what I would call growing pains. And how many know that those are good pains to have? Amen? And, and we're having, having to adjust and make, make some quick decisions on, on, on certain things and, and maneuvering. And I, I want to say this. A couple weeks ago, we had our annual board meeting. God has been faithful. He, he's shown his provision. God is, God is, is blowing our minds. And, and that's the way it should be. And that's why I, I say today I come into this house with expectation of the Lord because uh, he, will, he will move on our behalf when we expect things of him. And I don't want to get into my, my sermon, but I'm about to get in there. So uh, uh, everyone look at your neighbor and say, come on, pastor, hurry up. Come on, tell your neighbor that. Tell your neighbor, say, say come on, tell the pastor, hurry up. All right, so if, if you have your Bibles, I'm gonna, we're going to start in Ephesians chapter, chapter 3. This is, I, I want to, I talked about this verse in our um, annual meeting, and I want to just kind of piggyback off this verse, and then I'll go to another text. We're going to, Ephesians chapter 3, and if you're, if you're really good, put your right finger there, and then, and then go back to, um, go back to First uh, Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10 with your left hand, all right? How many can do that in your Bible? Some of you have electronic Bibles and cannot do that. You can only do one place at a time, right? Um, so that just goes to show you the Word of God. When you bring, when you bring the actual Word of God, you can, you can mark two places at once. I'm um, not saying there's anything wrong with your electronic Bible, but this one does not require batteries. This one right here has the lifeblood of Jesus Christ flowing through it. Amen. And, and so, anyways, I'll just leave that alone. I'm not picking on you if you're using an electronic Bible today. I'm just glad you brought it. All right. And, and um, this scripture I read in our annual business meeting, and, um, and the word that um, I felt like God is just, he will not let me get past it, is that word expectation. Everyone say expectation. All right. Ephesians chapter 3. And I'm going to be reading this out of a different uh, translation, you, and this one is, and I wouldn't even, I would almost call it a paraphrase, um, Eugene Peterson's The Message. Um, it's not exactly uh, perfect, kind of puts things in a little bit e easier to read English, um, uh, and so it's not exactly what I would call a direct translation, but I like the way that this one reads. Um, so, um, and it says this, if you, if you have that, it'll be up here, it says, uh, and I love this. I love the way this reads. God can do anything, you know. I don't know about you. Are you a little thick-headed like me? Like you need to have that you know on the back of it? God can do anything, you know, for mo far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request. 
in your wildest dreams. And he does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us his spirit deeply. I like that, okay? I want to read that again. God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us his spirit deeply. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for this word today. God, I thank you for your anointing today. God, I just feel your presence in this house today. God, I pray, Lord, that you would just use this clay vessel how you see fit today. God, I pray, Lord, that you would let the words that come from me, God, just be your words. God, I pray, Lord, that you would just, uh, just begin to break bondages in this house. God, I pray, Lord, that you would just help us to see you in a new light today. God, may we be encouraged. May we be lifted up. May we be forever changed. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, amen. So let me start by asking this, and this is a rhetorical question. That means you don't answer it out loud, all right? Um, uh, It is this, what are you expecting from God? What are you expecting from God? See, and and this is is what I know. We're good at, at hoping for things from the Lord, but oftentimes we fell in expecting things from the Lord. Anybody ever, uh, I had, uh, uh, well, there, there's a difference between hope and expectation, right? I hope my wife cooks a good meal, and I expect my wife to cook a good meal. And all the women said, oh, I, there is a major difference in those two, two things. Amen. And so a great example of this is is at Christmas time, um, my kids, they're not hoping for Christmas gifts. They are expecting Christmas gifts. Little brats. I love my kids. I promise I, I'm not being mean. But that's okay. But, but uh, so there is a difference. So they're not hoping for gifts, but they are expecting gifts. And how many know that God has gifts for us? God has promises for us in his word. And oftentimes we hope for those things rather than expect those things. Um, I had the privilege one time, I had a friend, and I, has anyone ever talked up a restaurant before, and someone tells you, go eat at this restaurant, it is the best restaurant ever, and then you go to that restaurant, and you're like, meh, so I did that one time with one of my friends, and I said, and he was visiting, I was living in Texas, and I went to a restaurant that I thoroughly enjoyed, and thoroughly loved, and when we went to the restaurant, all the way drive over there from where we were for like 30 minutes, all I did was talk about this restaurant, they have this, 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 and I was so excited, and we sat down and ate, and while he was eating, I looked at him, and I said, man, how do you like your food? He goes, it's okay. I said, you're crazy, man. This is great food. Uh, but, but, you know, here's the thing. We, we have to have expectation. When it comes to the promises of God, hear me out. When it comes to the promises of God, we can't just hope, but we have to expect and believe that God will come through. Amen? And so, uh, so knowing that when, when Jesus would minister, he would always minister to the level of people's expectation. 
Think about that. When Jesus would minister, he would minister to them by the level of their expectation from him. In his hometown, Nazareth, he, would, he, he could do uh, not many miracles because they didn't have an expectation of him. Matter of fact, the scripture says he could do no mighty work among them because of their unbelief. They didn't expect much out of him. Um, and I think about this. And then on the flip side of that, you have the woman with the issue of blood whose expectation was, hey, I, can't, I don't even have to talk to Jesus. All I need to do is get to the hem of his robe and grab it. And when she did, the expectation that she was expecting was fulfilled in her life. And so I believe this. I believe it's true for us the same today. We have to believe and expect God to come through with his promises. Amen? And if we don't believe that he's going to do what he says, then we're going to get what we expected. Amen? How many say, hey, I'm ready to raise the bar of expectation? All right. Listen, back in January, I was praying about this word. God gave me this word. I've been, I have been just sitting on this word. For, for those of you who I, who I talk to on a regular basis, I, I, I have just, this word just keeps popping up, popping up in my life. And, and, and uh, I've been praying over it. And I'm convinced that God is going to take us to a place that, that we expect to go concerning his promises over this church. Now, I want you to understand what I just said there. He's going to take us concerning his promise over our church. So what that means for you and me is we have to get in alignment with what he's doing. Amen? So, so in our lives, and so, so the scripture tells us this, that we, we go from faith to faith. Scripture says we go from glory to glory, and, and we are expecting God to do something new and fresh in this church. Amen? I'm grateful for the past. You know why? Because I am a product of the past. I'm here today because of the things I've done in my past. You're here today because of things done in the... You're here in this church because somebody had a vision. I don't know what year they had the vision, but in two, around probably 2000, to build this facility, you're sitting in a facility that somebody had a vision for. So you are a product of the past, even right now in this moment. But I, I and I love the past and, and I love the present. But what I and I'm grateful for the present and what God is doing. But there's something amazing. What I am expecting him to take us to places that we've never been before as a church. Amen. Amen. If you're with me, say I'm with you, Pastor. All right, good. Um, when we fell to prepare for something. Anybody ever fail to prepare for something? Anybody ever take a test without studying? Anybody took a few tests by faith? Lord, let's see be the answer here. I always heard if, we, if in doubt, always bubble in C because it's, I don't know why. I don't think it really worked. But, but, but we fail to prepare for something uh, greater. We are expecting the same. And here's what I think that God began to speak to me. And God began to really work at this. God really showed me something as I was thinking about this and praying about this over the last few. God has begun to prepare us. God is moving us into a new realm. And when you go to a new realm, you got to do things that like you've never done things before. 
You can't remain in the status quo. You got to go where, where he's going. God is preparing our hearts. God is guiding our church. And, and far more than the scripture I read, far more than you can imagine or that you can dream of, as a matter of fact. You can't even fathom what God has in store for you and what God has in store for others. Here's the thing. The Lord wants to do those things within us, but we have to be willing and expecting him to move. All right? So if you still have your, your left finger mark, go to First Chronicles chapter 4. Chapter 4. And, and I love this bit of text. Let me give you a little background on this text. If you read First Chronicles uh, chapter 4, it is talking about the lineage of, of Judah. And, and matter of fact, if you need some good material and you can't sleep at night, um, some of these uh, chapters in Chronicles will tell you this person begat this person. This was the brother of this person. This was the, how many know that that's some wonderful reading at times? And, and there's a point to it. But in this, in this particular chapter, he's, he's going through the line uh, uh, of the lineage of Judah. And when he's going through the lineage of Judah, he's going, he's talking about this person, this person, this person. And then he gets to this guy named Jabez. And when he gets to Jabez, he takes a short little pause and he begins to uh, talk about Jabez. Matter of fact, it says this about Jabez, that he was better than all his brothers. Man, it's just like me and my siblings. It's what Scripture says, the, 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 the verse before that. And, and, the, and then it also, I, I'm just joking, all right? No, I am better than him. But, uh, uh, but anyway, so it says that he was better than all his brothers. And it says that his mother bore him in sorrow or in pain. His name actually means sorrow or pain. How many have experienced some pain in your life? How many have experienced some sorrows in your life? How many have experienced some setbacks in your life? I love this. I love this scripture. So it says this in First Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10. And many of you uh, have read this. Some of you have read books about this. There was a, a whole movement about this years back. And a lot of books written about this prayer. I love this prayer. It says this, Jabez called upon the God of Israel saying, check this out. Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border and that your hand might be with me and that you would keep me from harm so that it might not bring me pain. And look at this next part. And God granted what he asked. And the very next verse says, and so-and-so begets so-and-so, and it continues on. This is all, we don't know a whole lot about this guy. But I want to I look at this prayer. I want to read it one more time to you. Jabez called upon the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border and that your hand might be with me and that you would keep me from harm so that it might not bring me pain. And God granted what he asked. How many love it when God grants what you ask? Amen. So I, I, I want to talk about this. I want to break this down, and, and I'm going to break this, this, this little bit of passage down. It's powerful. I've got, I've got some points here. Um, and, and the first portion of this, the first part of that in, 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 in verse 10 says, Jabez called upon the God of Israel, saying, and you know what that is when you call upon the name of the Lord? That's called prayer. Everyone say prayer. He started with prayer. 
uh, like Jabez, as the people of God, and, and as this church, we are going to overcome our uh, adversity by calling on the name of the Lord. Oh, man, you guys should have got excited about that. You want to overcome Call on the name of Jesus. It is the name above every other name. It is above the name of cancer. It is above the name of every sickness. It is above the name of divorce. It is above the name of depression. Come on, give Jesus a hand clap of praise. But here's what I've learned, and this is what I've learned. Prayer, listen, prayer, we like to talk about prayer, but prayer is not a subject that draws a lot of attention or creates a lot of excitement within a lot of believers. Oh, well, I liked it till you said that, Pastor. It was all good till you, till you brought that out. And many believe the answer to their problem will be a program or a practice that they, that they will stumble across. But can I tell you that prayer changes things? And what I love about prayer is it not only changes things, but prayer changes me. Amen? When I commune with the Lord, he begins to work within me. He begins to tell me, TJ, you need to shut up in these moments. You need to let some things go. That bitterness that you're hanging on to, let me take that. That burden that you're carrying, let me carry that. Prayer changes me, and Jabez, his name means sorrowful, and he goes from sorrowful to blessed in a New York minute. I can't snap. In a New York minute. I love that. He goes from sorrowful to blessed, and it starts with this thing called prayer. Matter of fact, he, he was so blessed that he had a city named after him, and that people looked up to him. His, they said, that's Jabez. He, he is blessed. He, he is great. And, and so people looked up to him, and, and, and really, it's amazing. He, all he did was pray this simple and a very effective prayer of 34 words is all he prayed. Let me tell you something about prayer. It's not quantity, it's quality. I, I think you ought to pray as long as you can. I, there's nothing wrong with praying, but, but it's quality. It's the quality prayer. It's the quality prayer. It's not just quantity. And as a matter of fact, Scripture tells us not to pray vain and empty th- words. And so I, I love this. He's very intentional in his prayer, and, and, and he's not remembered uh, by what, it, what, what he was called, Jabez, but, but he is remembered. I like this. He's not remem- Jabez is not remembered by what he accomplished. He's remembered by what he prayed. Man, I don't know. That's a word for somebody in this house. Listen, prayer, the prayer of a righteous man is effective. It's what James 5.16 says. Oh, I don't feel like praying. Guess what? You can change your situation by just speaking into that situation, talking to the Lord about that situation. James says, we have not because we, oh, my kids know that one. I have not because I have not asked dad. So I'll keep asking and I'll keep asking and I'll keep asking and I'll keep asking. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm just picking on all my kids today, not just one of them. Jeremiah 31 says, this is the Lord speaking. He says, call unto me and I will show you great and mighty things which you may 
No, not. Things that you don't even understand, I'm about to show you. All you got to do is call on me. You have to, and it starts with this simple thing called prayer. Everyone say prayer. And a prayer life will lead to great expectation of the Lord in our lives. When I think about this, I mean, prayer is kind of be likened to this. Uh, how many remember the story of Jacob in Genesis? And, and he had that moment with, with the angel of the Lord or with, with the Lord. I believe he wrestled with the Lord that night. And while he's wrestling with the Lord, he, he would not let the Lord go. He said, I will not let you go until you bless me. You say, well, that's pretty selfish. You know what? Sometimes you just got to get on, on the altar and say, God, I am not getting up. Until you help me out, until you give me an answer, until you give me peace in my heart about this situation. But Jacob wrestled with the Lord, and it's and he said, "I will not let go until you bless me." Hosea tells us that he did so with tears and a broken heart. I love that. And after that moment, let me tell you, after that moment with God, Jacob it says that he walked away with a limp because he he the the, the angel of the Lord or, or the Lord touched his hip and he walked away with a limp because he said, I gotta get out of here. And so when he left, he never walked the same. And let me tell you something. When you get with God, when you get with God, you will leave and you will never walk the same. That's called great expectation. I love that. Great expectation. And so, so here, here we see Jabez. He was hurting, and, and, and he called to God, and I can't help but think we need to wrestle with the Lord a little bit more. I'm going to say something here, and this is not pointed to anybody. This is just a general statement, but the church that isn't praying is the church that is straying. Amen. I don't know about you. I want to be a church that is bathed in prayer and the prayer of the will of God and the promises of God. Amen. Everyone say prayer. All right. Number two uh, is this passion is passion. Everyone say passion. All right. And it says this. Oh, everyone say, oh, oh, I think he said it with some gusto. Oh, that you would bless me. And we'll look at your neighbor and say, oh, there you go. You guys got it today. That you would bless me. The, the, I love this. I like that he starts with that because it's almost like there's an excitement. There's an expectancy of the Lord. Oh, that you would bless me. You know, it's, it, it's just, it's like when I, when I first met my wife and I saw her and I saw those, those pretty blue eyes and, those, and her blonde hair and I said, Whoa! I met her in the house of the Lord, and my mind might have been a little bit carnal at that moment. The word O here gives us a glimpse of the passion of Jabez's prayer. It's one that says, God bless me greatly, bless me exceedingly, and bless me abundantly. Ephesians 320, and I read this, it says God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. Everyone say amen. You know what amen means? Let it be so. Let that be so in my life. 
God, you can do more than I can think. God, you can do more than I can imagine. You can do more than I can even dream. So, Lord, hey, let it be so in my life. I, I love the passion here. And what if we live this one out? What, what if we not only believed but walked in it with passion? I can't help but think when, when Paul wrote this in Ephesians that he believed this so deep that his heart, that his passion overflowed. Matter of fact, I know that his passion overflowed because he just kept going and going and going. And people say, well, what gave Paul his longevity in ministry? Because he, he just trusted God. He just expected God. He just believed that God would take him from the next thing to the next thing. I'm in prison. God's going to help me out. If I die, guess what? I get to go to heaven. And he had this expectation that God was up to something and this passion that we see is in here in this prayer of Jabez is an expectation of God oh God that you would bless me Lord and when we say those things when we say God that you would bless me what we're really saying is God have dominion over my life God I surrender to you Lord bless me help me to get out of the way Lord so you could do what you want to do within me I love that. God, God, give me righteousness. God, give me your joy. God, you could create in me a clean heart. Amen. You can give me health. You can increase my finances. I love that. And Lord, you have dominion over situations. You can turn things around. And I'm leaving it up to you. Oh, and we'll say, oh, that you would bless me. I, I love that. And the blessing is, is similar to the, the scripture that Jesus, or the, the prayer that Jesus would pray. He said, thy will be done. Right? In the Lord's prayer, he said that, Lord, thy will be done. He said that. And so it is, if we truly believe God would do, uh, would do things we, we, in prayer, we would have passion and we would have expectation. Expect of him. Some of you say, boy, this sounds like a, like a, a prosperity gospel. No. Uh, listen, and when we stand on what God has said, when we stand on the promises that he has proclaimed, when we say, hey, God, you say I am the head and I am not the tail. God, you said that I am your masterpiece, that I am something, that I am beautiful. When we stand on the promises of God, let me tell you something. You can't help but just expect God to move. I love that. Expect, expect God to bless us and increase us in the favor in our lives. Here's the, here's the third part of this, this prayer is this. I like this. And enlarge my border. Everyone say that with me. And enlarge my border. There's a lot to this. So this is number three, purpose. Everyone say purpose. We have passion. Now we have purpose. And it's important as believers personally and, and as a church corporately that we are enlarging or expanding our borders. Somebody say, Pastor, I got that. I, I, I've got that in my waistline. I'm not talking about that. I've been doing that for a while. But let me ask you this. Spiritually, are your borders being enlarged? Are you the same Christian you were a year ago? Come on. Are you walking in the same defeat that you were walking in a year ago? Are you, have you won as many souls this year as you did a year ago? Are you enlarging your, have you asked God, hey, God, enlarge my, God, enlarge my influence. And what is our purpose? And here's our purpose right here is to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to a lost and dying world. 
That is the purpose of the church. That is your individual purpose. You say, I'm part of this church, and I don't know if I, I but you don't get, a, you don't get an independence, uh, you know, to, to get away from that because God has called every person in here to be his witness. Mark chapter 16, verse 15, 16 says, And he said to them, Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation, whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. I love this. William Carey, the great missionary, said this. Listen to this. I love this. I, I love this. Hey, buckle up. Get your heart ready. If a missionary speaks, that usually it's going to be a dagger usually, all right? Listen to it. He said this. Attempt great things for God and expect great things from God. Amen? And as a church, we cannot uh, complete our purpose doing the status quo. Listen, I, I, I'm going to say this as loving as possible. We might need to take some risks sometimes. Some of us need to take a risk a risk in ministry. Some of you are scared to death to serve somewhere in the church. Some of you need to buckle up and take a risk and, and, and go into uncharted territories because somebody's depending on you to love on them. Take a risk in your, in your understanding of worship and devotion. Well, I wasn't raised to worship like this. Ask God to increase it. Say, God, show me what this is. Show me what it's like to have intimate worship with you. Show me what it's like to love. God, will you just love me? Will you open my heart? Enlarge my vision. Lord, enlarge our vision in this house. And this is my prayer. This is my prayer for Cornerstone, that we attempt something so big for the Lord that unless God is in it, that it would be doomed to fail. Amen? Everyone say expectation. I love this, and I, I, I want to just say this in the middle. Of, if, you're, if you're a first-time guest here and you don't know Jesus, I, I'm just going to quote the scripture right here. John chapter 4, verse 35 says this. Uh, do, you not, uh, do you not say, I like this, do you not say there are four months, uh, then comes the harvest. Look, I tell you, listen, church, I tell you, lift up your eyes and see that the fields are what? White for harvest. Here's the problem. Sometimes we get in our churchianity, I guess you could call it, and our eyes are like this, and we're walking, and there's a white field over here with a harvest of souls, and there's a white field over here, and we're so focused on this that and we forget our purpose, and our purpose is to tell the lost and dying world about Jesus Christ. Now, how many could say, Pastor, I want to be a, a, a harvester in this end times. I want to be used by God. I want to do something. Expect, I am expecting God to use me in a mighty way. I want to touch someone's life with the love of Jesus Christ. Listen, we don't have time for games. We don't have time to play church. And can I tell you something? Hear this from my heart. I hope, I hope this is coming out in love. God is preparing us. God is reminding us of our purpose. God is focusing, giving us laser focus on what is ahead of us so we can do the things that he has called us to do. You say this, well, 
Pastor, I, I hear what you're saying, but what if, what, if we, what if we have this harvest? We don't have a big enough building. Well, if God gives you the vision, he'll give you the provision. I'm, I, I'm learning this in my life. When God will just pour out a blessing out of nowhere. I, I love that. And so we, uh, uh, last year our theme, and for those of you who have been with us for a while, our theme last year was make room. And I, and I, love, that, I love that theme. And we expected God to do something, and he blessed this house. Some of you are new faces. Amen. And God blessed us with new faces, and, and, and God, God gave us uh, provision like he never has. And, and I believe that God will continue to do so. I love, I love that. Make room. But here's what we need to say. We say, God, increase our influence in our community. God, help our church to be an influence in our community. Help our church to be an influence to the lost. Lord, that we may love people to Jesus Christ. Lord, make a way and provision to further spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. And we just say, God, we just expect you to do it. Expect God to increase your influences and our territory. We talked about making room um, last year. And we said, hey, and I had a table up here. And I had people sitting around the table. And I kept adding chairs to the table. And I said, you know what happens when the table gets full? We just make more room at the table. How many remember that? And listen, what happens when the building gets full? Hey, we're going to make other ways for people to be here. Somehow, some way. If we have to go to 11 services, so be it. So, oh, pastor, you're talking a lot of faith. Uh, I can tell you all the staff just went, But God will provide and God will make a way. Amen? Amen. Hear my heart. Here's number four, and I'm going to ask the worship team to come up here. Here's, here's the next thing, and he says, I, listen, I love this one. I love this one. I, I mean, I love them all, but this one I love. And that your hand might be with me. Here's number four is this, uh, presence. Everyone say presence. I like this. Jabez didn't just want the gifts. He wanted the giver to be with him. I want to expect the things of God, the promises of God, the gifts of God. But you know what I want more than those? The giver to be right here with me. The giver to walk with me every day. The giver to be in this, in this house when we come together. And how many times do we say, God, I need the answer to this prayer. When we get it, we run away. Thanks, God. Can I tell you, the giver wants to be right there with you. I love, I love this about Jabez because he said this, keep your hand upon me. Basically saying this, I want you to be with, with me directing my steps and guiding my actions. And I can say this as a pastor. I say this, Lord, keep your hand upon my heart. Keep your hand upon my mind that I may walk in the steps that you have ordered and that you have ordained for my life and for this church. Amen. Isaiah 41.10 says this, listen to this, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Look at this. Joshua 1.9 says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Hebrews 13.5 says, I will never leave you or forsake you. Matthew 28. 
20, he says, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. I don't know about you. I don't want to take another step or another direction without God's hand on my life, without him leading and guiding me. Say, so, Pastor, you're wound up. I know. I begin to think about this in the Old Testament, like the, the cloud by day and the fire by night, it led the children of Israel. And God wants to walk with you if you'll let him. Oh, did you hear that? God, I'm expecting you. God, because I can't take another step without you. God, I'm, I'm weak and weary. God, will you lead me with your hand? God, will you guide me? God, will you pull me to places, streams, of, of fields, of green fields? God, will you restore my soul? Expect God to give his guidance and his clarity for the future. And I say this, Holy Spirit, we won't go ahead of you. And we won't fall behind you, but we'll stay right in step with you. Hmm. Galatians 5.16 says this, but I say, and Paul's talking to the Galatians, walk by the Spirit. And you will not gratify the desires of your flesh. There's no room for our carnal desires. When we're in the presence of God, it's going to be Him. It's not going to be both. When we're walking in the Spirit, listen, hey, will not gratify the desires of our flesh. So, God, we, we not only want your presence, but we need it. Amen? Here's number five right here. I like this one. And that you would keep me from harm so that it might not bring me pain. Number five right here, protection. The word harm there can be rendered evil. If you have an, uh, a King James Version, it may say evil. But can I tell you this? Sin always brings sadness. Amen? Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life in, in, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And, and, and even in this time of great inflation, the wages of sin still remains death. It's not changed. The protection of for this sinful nature is, is the free gift of God, eternal life through Jesus Christ. Matter of fact, if, if you're here in the house and you're not a believer, I, I want you to hear this verse right here. First John 1 John 1.9 says this, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. I believe right now that God is already starting to churn hearts in this house. And here's the thing. The enemy wants nothing more than to tempt us with sin and watch us fail. But God can protect you. God can protect our church from disunity, from grievances against each other, from gossip, from hate, from bitterness, and from the lies of the enemy. And the enemy wants no part of a church body that is in perfect unity in the spirit of God. And you better believe when you start walking in that unity, the enemy's going to come in. He's going to try to cause discouragement. He's going to try to make you second-guess things. 
Matter of fact, Psalms 133, it says this, Behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity. It is like the precious oil on the head running down the beard, on the beard of Aaron running down on the collar of his robe. It's like the dew of Hermon which falls on the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord has commanded the blessing life forevermore. So when we see this, the unity, when we walk in unity, listen, when we walk in unity with one another, it, it allows the oil, it begins to flow. And oil in Scripture is often used to symbolize the Holy Spirit. So what happens when we're walking in unity together as a church? The Holy Spirit begins to come and rest on this place. And things that you're struggling with, the anointing of the Lord begins to come down and flow. And the bitterness and the pain that, you've, that you can't seem to get over, the, the oil of the Holy Spirit begins to just cover that thing. And that thing that hurts you, the Holy Spirit says, I got this. We're setting an atmosphere in here, an atmosphere of expectation and protection. Lord, that you're going to protect us. Expect to keep us from temptation, sin, and failure. And look at this. The last part of this scripture says this. And God granted what he asked. 34 words. Jabez was blessed and he was enlarged and he experienced the presence of God and the protection of God. And see, here's the thing. If we truly believe the prayer of Jabez, Jabez had practical application to our situation, we would be a people of prayer. But here's the thing. This is, this, listen to me. Listen to my heart here. Listen to me. I, I love this. We, we don't really believe it. Oh, we believe that God's ability to bless us, but this is what we don't believe. We doubt his willingness to do so. We know. Some of us, some of us have been in church a long time. We know what God can do. We know that he, 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 he wants it. But we, we look at it and we say, God, I, I just don't feel like that you're willing to do it. But listen, Lord, we want to be like the woman with the issue of blood and just come with expectation. God, I just need it. Lord, I, I, I need it in my life. And, and so, so we have the wrong image of our Heavenly Father, and we know he's, he's wealthy, but we think he's stingy with his hands. Now, listen, I, I know I'm getting down to where the rubber meets the road because some of us that have been in church a long time, we, we get that mentality. We know that the Scripture says that God is, is the owner of a land of a, of, of a thousand cattle, and, and, you know, he has all the wealth. Listen, gold is nothing to him. The streets in heaven are paved with gold, so it's nothing to him. But we think, oh, God is stingy. But look at this. Look at this. Second Chronicles. Look at this. 69 says, this is how God is. Listen, some of you got a miscued view of who God is. Look at this. Second Chronicles 69 says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. Somebody like Jabez. Somebody like Carrie Poole. Somebody like Jenna. God, I'm here. Lord, move on my behalf. I'm expecting great things. I believe this, as we move this year with greater expectation, we will prepare our hearts and our minds for God to do things that would be in our wildest dreams. First Corinthians chapter two, verse nine says this, but as it is written, look at this, 
as it is written. This is in the word of God. What no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. Stand with me all across this building. Stand with me all across this building. Listen, our expectation is revealed in the request that we are presenting to God. I love this. Jabez, he just comes before the Lord. He lays his request out. God bless me. Lord, enlarge my territory. Lord, be a hand of protection on me. Very simple. Lord, there it is. God says, hey, I want to do that for you. A greater expectation, a greater expectation of prayer, a greater expectation of passion. God, let our passion burn for your will concerning us. God, let our passion, uh, let our purpose burn, Lord. Expand our territory. Expand our influence. Expand our ability to spread the gospel to this lost and dying area. God, send your presence. We need you. Stay in step with us, God. Help us. Lord, when we're weak, when we trip, pick us up and help you, help us to carry on. Say, I got you. God, we need the protection. Lord, keep us in one mind and one accord as we walk this out. With all heads bowed and all eyes closed, just for this moment, I, I know this was a, a, a different script, a different sermon today. This is something that I just felt in my heart, and I felt like, hey, we, we have got to move to a level of greater expectation. God, we're not praying our will, but we're praying thy will be done. We worship you, Jesus. I believe right now I just feel this in my heart. The Holy Spirit's dealing with hearts. God is stirring spirits. If you're here, you feel that tugging in your heart. You feel that that yearning in your heart. I want to tell you that's the Holy Spirit dealing with you. Scripture says that no one comes to the Father unless the Spirit draws him. And the Holy Spirit's giving you an invitation today to know Jesus Christ. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I want to give you that invitation today. Uh, you feel that in your heart? Listen, I'm going to give you this moment right here, right now. Just step out of that aisle. I want you to come forward today. Say, oh, this is different. I, hey, take a step of faith today. Come on. Come on. Take a step of faith today. Say, hey, Pastor, I, I need to know Jesus. I, I, need to, I need to get some things right. Come on. Anybody in the building? Thank you. Thank you. Anybody, come on. Say, so why, why do you do this, Pastor? Why do you do this? Because it's important. People matter. God loves people. We love people. Hey, we're going to take time and, 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 and do this. This is what, this is what God has given us. He's, we're stewards of what God has given us. So we're, we're taking times to do, th- to do that today. Come on, we tarry just a moment. Just a moment. Just a moment longer. Just a moment longer. This is what I want to do. Say, Pastor, I I want to have greater expectation in my life of what God can do in my life. I've been walking this 
Christian journey a long time and I've put some limits on God and I've put some boundaries on God, say, today, I want those boundaries to be broken off in the mighty name of Jesus. If that's you, come forward. Come on. Come on. Thank you. Come on. I, I, there's, there's many more of you that need to respond in this house. The Holy Spirit's dealing in this house. He's dealing in this house right now. He's dealing in this house. Thank you. Thank you. Come on. You're in the balcony. Some of you are in the balcony. Said, oh, it's too far to come down. D nope. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. God, greater expectation of you. God, we know your promises. God, we know what you say, Lord. We, we, we know that, Lord. And we believe, Lord. And we believe that you can do great things, God. And we know, Lord, that you're willing. Because your word says you're going to and fro across the earth, God. And we say, we lift up our hands and surrender and say, God, I'm here. I'm here, God. I'm expecting something. God, I'm expecting you to move in my situation. God, I'm expecting you to break the walls down that have been there. God, I'm expecting you to take, take off the borders. God, expand us. Lord, we worship you. Come on, just begin to pray. Hey, maybe you're not up here. I want you to stretch your hands up here begin to pray. I need some prayer. I need some prayer warriors. I, I need my prayer warriors to, to come on. Come on and begin to pray for these. Come on, I, you know who you are. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your response. Thank you. Lord, come on, just begin to pray. So you're out in the crowd. Just stretch your hand this way. God, I pray for those up front. God, I pray, Lord, that you would give them renewed vision. God, that, Lord, you would give them renewed expectations of what you're going to do with this body, God. Lord, that you would unite our hearts. God, Lord, that you would help us to get past things of the past, hurts of the past. Maybe churches hurt you. I'm sorry about that. Lay it at the altar today. Maybe someone has hurt you. Lay it at the altar today. We seek you, Lord. We seek you, Lord. We have a great expectation of you, God. God, we have a great expectation of you. Come on, come on. Let it be so. Let it be so, Lord.
I believe God is restoring. I believe God is healing. God is, is changing hearts. God is working on hearts in this house. Amen. And listen, we're, we're not going to uh, uh, disrupt those that are praying. I'm, I want to bless you. We're going to do some announcements. I want you to do me a favor. If you're going to talk, work your way outside to talk today. Let, let God do what he's going to do. If you're up here praying, don't feel rushed to leave. Don't feel rushed to leave this morning. Okay, listen. How many knows that God wants to bless you? God wants to bless you today. So, so let, me, let me pray this prayer over you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Listen, Lord, I pray right now, Lord, that you would seal this word in our hearts. God, the things that were, were the seeds that were thrown today of your word. God, I pray, Lord, that they would penetrate deep in our hearts. God, may our heart be open soil for them to land. God, I pray, Lord, that this year, Lord, we move to greater expectation of what you have for us, God. God, we're not going to see things through the lens of what we see with our physical eyes, but God, we're going to see things through the way that you see things. God, we're going to put our trust and our hope in you. 
God, we believe that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind can know, Lord, what you have in store for those that love you. God, we declare it. God, we seal it in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. If you're praying, please, please, please stay in prayer. Uh, I'm going to announce with us, and, it, and as soon as she's done, you, you're finished. Also doors and one upstairs for giving this morning. Um, a few events this week. Beyond the Broken Heart is our grief ministry. That's going to be this Tuesday, March 1st at 6 p.m. Uh, Ignite Youth, our youth group is going to be going to Winter Jam on March 20th. The cost for this is $35. Students can sign up and pay at the information desk. Deadline is going to be March 2nd. Healing Hearts is our abuse ministry. That is going to take place this Thursday, March 3rd at 7 p.m. And just another reminder to check the coat closet. Make sure that all your belongings, your kiddos' belongings are cleaned out of there. Items will be donated at the end of this month. And then finally, for the month of March, we're going to be giving and collecting items to donate to the Life Food Pantry. Uh, items can be dropped off in the foyer. You can find a list of what's needed on the slide as well as out at the information desk. So go ahead and bring those in. And on your way out, make sure you check out all the derby cars and all the awards out there on the table in the foyer. You guys have